is your boy? Is it Sam Wilson or is it Bucky Barnes? I mean, how could you go wrong with either of them? Folks, MCU for Dummies here with our quick reaction to the season one. Hmm? Season one? Maybe season two? Uh, finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And, uh, folks, spoiler alert. Big time. Big red flags. Big waving red, white, crazy flags. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Do not cross this line if you have yet to see Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, season finale. But, folks. Wow. Lewis. How are you feeling? Uh, I know we we released our our predictions for this episode not too long ago, maybe about a day ago now. One of yours was right on, and one of mine was right on. Uh, And here we are, uh, a day later, two days later, we've got you big, thick, with three Cs, Sam Wilson, rocking the the stars and stripes. Uh, Bucky is living a family life out on the Cape uh, with the Wilson family and things are for right now. Everybody feels pretty good. Lewis, what would thoughts, how are you feeling right now? Bucky, Bucky Barnes is the, the most sexual character we've ever seen in the MCU. <laughs> he is trying to put moves on everybody and I'm yes. all for it because the guy was uh, basically the Manchurian candidate for decades <laughs> upon decades. Uh, yeah, there's almost... there's sexual tension in every scene that Bucky's a part of. Except Sam Will, I don't think Sam Wilson is capable of sexual uh, innuendo. Like someone could just <laughs> say something, he'd be like, "We gotta go find Carly Morgenthau." <laughs> Yo, he but, is yeah, Sam legit that guy. He is legit. And like spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you did not catch yeah. um, Ken's point already, uh, just so right off the bat, I mean. Uh, Sam, we, we see Sam Wilson's character, me watching it. I watched it like right before I had to work today. And it's okay. funny is if you listen to the last podcast, MCU for Dummies, which is now hosted on our YouTube and Spotify, go check it out. Corner Booth on YouTube, MCU Woo. for Dummies on Spotify. We got to wait for Apple Podcasts to let us in. We're coming. But if you listen to the podcast, I think we were the absolute opposite. I was the one saying, I'll probably watch it when I watch it. And yeah. you were like, I'm going to watch it at, at midnight. And there I am yeah. at like 8 8 a.m. watching it already and texted you at like 9 30 just start letting some time dude, go I, by. Fell, I, was dude like, I fell asleep man <laughs> no I, I don't blame you but uh the first question i had going into this episode is what was in the box that they showed what's in the box last week yeah. um if it was sam it probably would have been like something boring like newspapers and if it was bucky it probably would have been like <laughs> like like a, like a sex swing or something um but right off the bat you know i'm, I'm wondering when are we going to see the yeah. uniform and what is it going to look like and that question gets answered really quickly and all i have to say is that it looks really weird <laughs> the, the new yeah. uniform looks like uh hd on like a fuzzy it, tv it's yes. just weird it's very big it's very colorful it's very shiny and nothing else looks comparable it's very comic uh agreeable like it's it's really 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 strict to what the comic looked like um and you're right though it just looks so good it's so there's so much white on it and you know like i have a thing about white uniforms like in sports like if you're wearing all whites there's just something about it that looks slick right and like that captain that captain america uniform with like the white and the red and blue and then the wings man those wings are fucking awesome I didn't think I would yeah. like a Captain America with the the Falcon wings, but then yeah. like when he did that uh, uh, that during the fight with Carly, or uh, and he put the wings in the ground and then used the mm. shield as like the oh, I, 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 all the fight yeah. scenes. Let let let's <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'm getting I'm I'm losing my brain. Sam here. is the most uh mo- most technically capable superhero yes. in the whole MCU because he's able to like punch and kick. And talk you off the ledge, yeah. and then also control the wings, and you're like, how did he do that? How is he doing that shit? I don't know. I don't know how the wings work. Are they like AI? Like they know when to come out on their own, or does he have yeah. to press a button? Is it like, is there something in his brain? I don't know. Maybe he's got the anyway. Elon Musk chip. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Let let's let's just walk through this thing one by one, right? Let's start yeah, sure. with some of the some of the other characters before we move up to the titular Captain America, Falcon, uh, Sam Wilson. So we'll, we'll start off with one of the, one of the lesser characters of the show itself. We'll start with Carly. Carly gets uh, a, a pretty lackluster end to her arc. Really? 
Um, she gets popped in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, she get she you know we get the we get the idea of she's kind of off the reservation, right? She's ready to kill hostages. She's ready to do yeah. this. She's ready to do that. Um, everybody else kind of giving her side eye when she's like, "Yeah, we'll just kill him." And everybody else is like, "Bitch, we didn't sign up for that." <laughs> bitch, you sure? Um, but so she kind of gets a, a pretty lackluster end to her character arc. Um, but I didn't think there was anywhere else for it to go with her. What do you think? Yeah, I almost felt like if this movie was to be the first one that came after Endgame and the time, I, I guess, uh, what is it, Long Way Home in Spider-Man? Uh, yeah, uh, Far From Home. Far, so Far From Home is supposed to be right after Endgame and this yes. one's after that? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, then I guess there's no excuse there. I don't know. Like, it, it almost felt like it, it's okay to have a character like Carly Morgenthau that was so gung-ho about this mission and then maybe other people didn't catch on like i almost felt like um it, it was very uh, apparent that she probably was going to die at the end of this episode yeah. because i can't really see that character carrying on to other seasons if or even other mcu like titles so it makes sense but uh, i almost felt like it would be justifiable if she were to die and then the movement would to grow afterwards and I, yeah. I don't think we're gonna get that because of what happened in this episode but i'm not really surprised i thought this was probably the best acting performance the actress uh, Eric Aaron Kellyman yep. provided during this entire show. Uh, besides yeah, I think, it, I think this, this is the episode. first one that they didn't have to totally re-edit for her. You know, like it, it looked like yeah. she was actually like it was her actual shots. It was her actual scenes. I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. there's fight scenes where she's fighting Wyatt Russell as the uh, John Walker character yep. at the time, and yeah, she she had a very good platform in this episode, and I agree with you that the death. Uh, was not great but i also think the, the show was not clearly defined on who yeah. is the bad person bad character and for that it really lended to a poor death by someone yeah. who probably was the main villain for most of the season yeah probably deserved either because you and you saw her as she got shot uh from the next character we'll talk about so we won't spoil that just yet um yeah. but so she gets the she gets the bullet to the belly uh, and then the next thing you know, she's she's apologizing, right? She said, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know, you know, I didn't mean for this to happen, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And at the same time, you're saying like, "Yeah, but there was no redemptive arc here for Carly, right? She yeah. was at first, it looked like she was like stealing vaccines and trying to do some good stuff. Obviously, that storyline gets cut, it gets you know trickled down to whatever it is. And the next thing you know, she's apologizing and she's dead, right? It was just like yeah. a, it was a weird finish." But Carly gets shot in the belly, pop, right in the tummy dies hole. Dies in Sam's arms. Dies in Sam's arms, and who pulls the trigger? Nobody else but your girl, Sharon Carter, who Lewis mm. properly predicted as the power broker, uh, something that very much does still not sit well with me. But, Lewis, were you happy to see Sharon as power broker? Do you feel vindicated in your prediction, or do you think that there was a missed mark here uh, by the Marvel team? Uh, I would have liked at least like one or two episodes that maybe gave some more scenes to it. Uh, I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, there was one episode that kind of capped it off with you seeing her in like the control room in Match Report, hi hiring. Uh, the French guy who yep. most people will just know as GSP, the UFC fighter, <laughs> and who, like, hysterical bad actor. I feel like he's oh, up yeah. there with, like, Dave Bautista in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, like, he just barely – pretty rough English, but then also, yeah. like, pretty rough lines. And he has that line where he comes out of the staircase, and he's like, so, you're the power broker. And then she just shoots him, uh, or he dies somehow. But You got to get him off. Yeah. You got to get him Got to get him off the hook somehow. <laughs> I was fine with the Sharon Carter character. I would be interested in rewatching Civil War now and seeing yeah. how that arc came about and then thinking like how they plotted this here. Uh, but you were not a fan of the Sharon Carter character arc uh, finalizing into the Power Broker. I kind of saw it as inevitable and like gave it more room to breathe because we don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. I, I share your feelings of it not being fulfilled because – we don't really know who this villain is. We know the good intentions, but then um, I, I'm sure at some point you'll get to the, the end cut scene, but it just yeah. feels weird. I, I guess, the, I guess they're trying to set up for more and maybe it'll make more sense someday. But for now it just feels a little like, yeah. Eh. Yeah. I wonder, and, and I will go on record as to say that I still think there's a chance that Sharon just maybe works for the power broker and is being 
um, you know, is just like the face of the franchise, right? Like is just yeah. the person on the front lines who's who's making the deals, doing X, Y, and Z. I think there's still a chance of that, just because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen her say yes, right? They yeah. said, "Are you the power broker?" And her response was uh, something along the lines of just. You know, it's like, well, I might be. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it was just like, Man, I don't know, maybe. Right. So I still yeah. think that, you know, maybe they left the door open a little bit. It's creaked, right? Yeah. But you're going to need some like Hulk type shit to pound through that thing because it's it's creaked, but barely. The, my yeah. thing with the Sharon Carter as the power broker. And then once we're once we're through her power broker stuff, we'll move on to the end credit scene. But I, I just feel weird about the timing of everything Mm -hmm. um and i'm gonna need some explanation here right so civil war goes down everybody who's on capside gets kind of ostracized right uh some of the guys end up in the raft uh sharon carter i don't know if she was on the raft or if she just was exiled and and off doing her thing then but then we get blipped right we get blipped in infinity war and those folks are gone for five whole years and we see Sharon Carter's face. Now, this could be an easy retcon, right? They could they could easily fix this, but we see her face in uh, Avengers Endgame on the big board of missing people, quote unquote, that's flickering in the background at at the uh, at the Avengers headquarters in like freaking Binghamton, New York, or wherever the hell they put it. Um, but it is. You see her face. So, like, canonically, she was blipped, right? She had been snapped. Now, here's your retcon, right? If you're the Marvel team and you're trying to come up with a, a nifty a nifty uh, little storyline for Sharon Carter here, you say, yeah. no, she wasn't blipped. She was just missing. Nobody could find her because she was so underground in Madripoor becoming the power broker. That would make a little bit of sense because we need this to make a little bit of sense because Falcon and Winter Soldier does not take place very long after Endgame. Mm -hmm. So for her to have been ostracized from the United States, snapped away, gone for five years, come back, and then within a period of of two years, I think, I think uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier maybe takes place a year after Endgame. I don't know. I'm going to have to pull up the timeline. Um, but then develop this entire underground criminal network where she's known as the power broker worldwide with with yeah. big graffiti that says the power broker is watching over everything you do. Like, bullshit, Sharon. No way did you do that in like a year and a half. So either she didn't blip and they need to retcon that, or she did, and this is shit story, story writing. Yeah, I kind of think that you don't introduce... There was so much, uh, like, relevant storyline to this show that I don't think you introduced this without it having a really big movie at yeah. some point. And it seems and, – and just to, to pop in, it sounds like Captain America 4 is approved for production. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And I think uh, that would be the good opportunity to kind of, like, touch on some of the talking points that you referenced and then also some of the things that happened in the show – uh, I come back to the point where Carly is alone with Sharon and yeah. there is reference to them knowing each other in the past in yeah. some capacity. Sharon says, I found you. I built you. I made you from nothing. Uh, I took you under my wing. I thought you were better, blah, blah, blah. So I could see some sort of storyline there because it seems like Sharon Carter will be relevant to the story as it goes on. I could see uh, a movie like a Captain America 4 where Sam has to now infiltrate the government um, and – you know, you see a lot of Sharon backstory there. Maybe it allows the MCU team to kind of like figure that out. But um, as far as the storyline goes, I agree with you that, you know, it's not quite there, but maybe there's seeds being planted for a bigger. Yeah. And we'll here. see. I, I mean, you know, they're not stupid at the MCU, right? They're going to, they're going to, they're going to figure out how to retcon it in. It, it, it seems so. So uh, Falcon Winter Soldier takes place six months after Endgame. So if Sharon Carter's gone, if Sharon Carter's blipped away, she's not the power broker. But if they come mm. back and retcon her as to not having been snapped, then then sure, I could get on board. Maybe with she's that. just maybe she's just efficient. She's that, very productive. That is like hardcore efficiency. 
So, um, Ken, give me your like one line statement of like why you think Sharon Carter is, is the power broker is bullshit. That it makes no fucking sense yet. Like I need yeah. I need an explanation. They're not giving me enough. I don't buy it yet. That's the thing. Like I could buy it if you give me the retcon of her actually being around. But we saw her face, Lou. Big her big pretty blonde face was on that screen in Endgame saying, I was I'm gone. I am missing. Okay? Which canonically yeah. are all of the people who were snapped away. Right? right. And ah, man. And also, time out, you're telling me that if she's around this whole time, right? She didn't get snapped away. You're telling me that her good pal, Steve fucking Rogers, is sitting at the Avengers headquarters with Scarlett Johansson, who's just eating peanut butter sandwiches, right? You're telling me she's over there eating peanut butter. Steve Rogers is running around doing whatever he's doing, watching Whales in the Hudson, and he's all pumped up for the Whales in the Hudson. He's throwing a beard. And his good pal, Sharon Carter, is out in Madripoor starting an underground criminal organization. Come yeah. on. And he's not going to check in on her? And she does have the CIA background. I just don't get it. I, I just, it, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. It's, it doesn't it's very weak storytelling. Yeah. It doesn't track for me yet. I need, yeah, I need help getting there, which is why I'm keeping the door open for her to not be the power broker confirmed. I don't think yeah. it's as confirmed as they want us to believe because now we'll talk about the end credit scene End credit scene in a total mirror to what uh, your boy Wyatt Russell slash U.S. agent slash old Captain America slash John Walker went through um, earlier this season, uh, maybe last episode in, in episode five, he went through the same type of uh, uh, of Senate hearing or, or government hearing where they stripped him of his title. They sent him to his basement to build a shield out of a box of scraps. And then... Uh, it, Which didn't do well at it, it all. It was such a bad shield. <laughs> in the fight against Carly, he just throws it and it, was, it basically just dies. It, looked like, it ah, looked like man. it was made out of tinfoil, man. And so then yeah. you get, uh, so Sharon Carter at the end of the at the end of the season finale, instead of getting all of her stuff stripped from her, uh, gets reappropriated, full pardon, back into the back into the states she is uh running her old organization again or you know potentially uh back in her old department um so there there's opportunity to continue that that storyline and then she leaves the the government building makes a phone call to line up the buyers um and then this is my like my least favorite piece of dialogue that we saw in in falcon winter soldier like the whole show she goes Line up the buyers. I'm gonna get government secrets. Like who says that? Like, like yeah. what do we do? Like I got something right for now? everyone here. Yeah, I, I'm gonna get and government you know secrets. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we st we talked about Iron Man one on the MCU for Dummies podcast on well, available on Spotify at this moment. Very nice. But we talked about how the MCU all began with a man who was funding uh, governments, like basically governments' weapons with yeah. Tony Stark. And now that Tony Stark is is dead, another spoiler alert. But if you've been under a rock, if you didn't know that, boy, uh, it, it feels like. Uh, we're like we're back at you know someone who's like playing naughty games here like, yeah. like everyone came together to, to stop Thanos for Endgame and now everyone's looking out for their own selfish um, best interest but let's move on because I, I we have you know I think we're we have more of the meaty characters still yeah to come. yeah so let's get let's get to the meat and potatoes we'll jump straight to Wyatt uh, we'll we'll yeah. jump straight to the brand new U S agent um, revealed to be in his nice red and black suit with uh, Elaine from Seinfeld at the end. Why does he of, come off as so dumb? I have to like speed up to the end, but he like, he puts on this new suit and he's, he's like, goofy. Oh, I got this new suit. He's a, he's a goof. Julia Louis Dreyfus is like, Oh, you like that? And then he's like, <laughs> yeah. And she, he's, she's like, you know what it's the collar? And he's like, Oh, it's black. And she's yeah. like, that's right. Because you know, we don't need a captain America with these dark days coming. We're going to need a, a U.S. agent. And he's like, Oh, I like that. Yeah. Why does he just sound so stupid? He is a goo he's a goober. Like and so I what's think the that's, role of his girlfriend? I don't know. I, I mean She's just, I don't know. Are there? But I think it's I, I think it's to further, right? It's to further this idea that he as an individual still 
uh, you know, he's a grounded dude. He's got a wife who he loves very much. He's, you know, he's a, he's a military man, but he's only done whatever's been asked of him. Like it's supposed to, I guess supposed to like ground him into reality as a person and then make him three purple hearts and then make him going fucking nuts with the shield. Like, like that's supposed to be the, the, um, uh, exception, not the rule. And maybe there's, maybe there's a redemption arc in there for him. I don't know where it is. It, like, and you saw that in this episode with with uh, your y- boy with his fake shield, and he's not able to do anything with it. Um, but he, instead of going to kill the flag smashers, right, he goes out to save the uh, the government officials in the in the hostage truck before it falls off the ridge, right? So, you know, he's yeah. still in there. There's still some John Walker in there, the guy that you saw right in episode one, who's saying. I don't know if I deserve this. I don't know if I can do it. Right. The guy who's getting pumped up by his buddy, um, you know, so it, high it's school locker room. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's, there's a little bit of redemption in him. It's just, are they going to continue to drag it out? I don't know, but tell me Lou, what'd you, what'd you think of the U S agent reveal at the end? It's it, like the writing was on the wall. I don't think anybody was too shocked to see that he was sticking around. Um, but overall, what do you, where do you think that's headed? Yeah, you know the what is it, the Thunderbolts? You know yeah, the, the Thunderbolts slash Dark Avengers is another uh, another uh, different comic series. Um, I'm yeah. a Thunderbolts guy though. I, I'm I, I I'm hoping that it's Thunderbolts esque. Yeah, I think we should just be grateful that we have Disney Plus today yeah. and not movies because a lot of these stories I don't think would be really good in movie format, but they're perfect for TV shows and. Yeah, it was very apparent that Wyatt Russell was going to become the U.S. agent in the very beginning and that this show's purpose was to try to transition Sam from the Falcon sidekick, uh, Bucky Barnes just being like an associate to Captain America, Grand Pumbaa fixing his boat and taking (laughs) care of his his, uh, local uh, town there. And I think that's what was accomplished. But, you know, the Wyatt Russell character, maybe he gets involved with other people. And that, I think that makes sense. Like, he does seem to be a little better when he plays up other characters. I don't know if you'd be great in leading the charge. But, yeah, I mean, it's a it's an evolving it, – it's a character coming into his own, if you could say that. that right, that scene where he, he holds the, the truck so that yep. it doesn't fall and he chooses to – uh basically and then he, and then he's so he's holding the truck with one arm because he's a super soldier now Crazy and then man. he's got all the the stupid flag smashers trying to hit him and he's like <laughs> fighting them with like his other arm and you're just like what is he trying to convey here no one ends up dying so it's very nice but yeah i, I don't know where this is going if he has his own storyline i think it's going to be pretty sad but if he's joined with other people there's a lot of potential there yeah i i think it's good and i and i think there's plenty of uh, people to join him. I mean, you saw your boy Zemo in the raft was looking pretty comfy, cozy. I don't think he's going to yeah. be, I don't think you bring somebody like him back into a franchise just to let him rot in prison. I think that there's going to be more of him coming around. Um, no, Zemo's too good. Yeah. He's too much fun dancing. Um, but Lou, where do you think, and then we'll, we'll 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 get into Bucky and and Sam right after this. But where do you think U.S. Agent? Do you think he gets his own movie? Do you think he gets his own show? Oh, do you think he's a recurring <laughs> character in this show, or do you think he just becomes one of those guys on the periphery who maybe pops into different Avengers movies, different stories, um, until there's another big crossover flick? Um, just kind of just living out his own storyline in the background, which they can retcon yeah. at any time. I think he'll be a, a supporting character that we're happy to see again because we've had the opportunity to kind of get to know him a little bit, yep. which is one of the benefits of having TV shows. Um, but I don't think he'll lead a movie. I think we saw one pillar erected of Spider-Man yep. being uh, a far from home. That he will be a reoccur- uh, reoccurring character that kind of you know comes into his own as he matures. We saw another pillar rise with um, Wanda becoming yep. the red, the red uh, Scarlet Witch. Uh, Vision, some either white Vision or whatever form of Vision we get in the future. You know he'll be, he'll still be around, and we kind of like know who the people are. This this the new rendition of Captain America I think was very important. Uh, which clearly signifies that there's going to be another big battle that needs to be led by a character here. Yeah. 
and I don't really see a way that U.S. agent plays into this. I think he's got one of those relationships where he, like he's doing something bad because he he knows maybe Julia Louise Dreyfus uses some of her Veep power and <laughs> kind of convinces him that like the fight that he's going towards is good. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, like any good soldier. But then he kind of has like that moment of like, all right, I can't do this, and you know maybe he comes around. So I could see there being a scene in a future movie where the U.S. agent Wyatt Russell. Uh, Johnny Walker Blue comes around and realizes that maybe funny. he made a mistake and he kind of comes around for for the good guys here. Actually, actually you know, Lou, now that love, he's now that he's in that suit, wouldn't blonde, he be? Wouldn't it be Johnny Walker Black? And blue eyes. Yeah, we do. Oh, sorry, I kept talking over you. Nah, it's okay. I was I was trying to make a stupid pun. Um, Is that right? What'd you say? I, I was saying now that he's in that new suit, wouldn't it be Johnny Walker Black? You know, he's uh, got the black suit man. on. Well, we um, just love a man with blue with blue eyes and blonde hair, Ken. Yeah, we'll get to that speech in a, we'll get to that speech in a minute here. Um, let's jump from Wyatt uh, to the sexiest man on earth, Sebastian Stan, Bucky Barnes. Want him to just grab me with that big metal arm and give me a smooch. Um, like, first off, why is he so hot? And second, what's you know what a like, just, I think, ooh, I have, I have so many different feelings about Bucky in this, in this yeah. show. Um, but like really settled into the supporting character role, um, mm. like very well. I never had a big Bucky soft spot, uh, over the, my first viewing of the MCU. Um, I thought when he came back in Winter Soldier, it was weird, um, I get it. Like, you know, it made sense to like ground Steve in, in the, in the time that he was in since he wasn't from that time. Um, but <laughs> I, I, someone else to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I felt it weird. I, I thought like his whole background was a little strange and like his story arc was a little strange, but like in this, in this show, I think he really solidified himself as a supporting character of the MCU as a whole, not only just as like, just like his own character, but also as like Sam's dude, you know? Yeah. The, the season starts with it being just too, uh, I heard this great analogy where it's like Sam and Bucky were, um, like two guys that both had a mutual friend that they were very close with, but now that mutual friends like not there. Yeah. So they're like, they're only associates because of that mutual friend and they're, you know, trying to find common ground to yeah. build off of. And watching the last episode, they, they were so much more comfortable with each other. Yeah, that it makes the awkward scenes in the, like the first couple of episodes much more appreciable, right? Like, yes. Sam has got the whole like Bucky, you gotta let go of the past, and Bucky's like, Sam, you should have grabbed the, the shield, the mantle, and Sam's like, you don't understand, like I'm a black man, and Bucky's yeah. like, you don't understand, like I had, I've killed people, so it makes sense, like the character arcs there. I never felt like Bucky did kind of come into his own. Like just his, his path was showing the uncomfortableness after Sam. He walks out on that woman on a date while he's playing battleship. I, I mean, all this man, man across... is trying to do throughout the entire series is fuck. That's all he's yeah, trying to exactly. do. He's trying to uh, find the strength to confront the, the neighbor across the hall and, and notify him that he killed his son. And then Sam leads us into the Wakanda backstory, which yep. has a purpose because it, it adds some crossover. It also adds some cool fight scenes and it also gives Sam uh, the uniform. And then it comes full circle with him being, you know, a supportive character to kind of give Sam the confidence. And I guess the, 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 the push, I don't, I don't really know. Cause he really didn't do that. He just kind of fought some people in the last episode but i think like the you mentioned this offline through a text but like the hand on the back of supporting yeah. sam once he becomes captain america and all of that was just very nice i felt like sam uh sorry i felt like bucky in the last episode was like a building that finally set into its foundation and is yes. now finally comfortable like with that. its role of being a, a supporting character i like he was that. never supposed to be a, a main character yeah he doesn't need to be either and he did what he needs to do is support support his captain america right his support support of steve rogers support of sam wilson and i i, I really yeah. like the i like that uh that 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 metaphor i suppose is the the building settling into its foundation um i think and and we'll jump to sam right right after this but if anybody is struggling especially in 2021 which is totally appropriate with um how to talk about race and like how to listen to uh, uh, 
your black friends or, or somebody, you know, who's black, who's telling you that they're having struggles and this is why, um, I don't think there's a, and, and this is stupid, like, this is very, um, simpy of me to put it on, uh, or should maybe chuddy of me to put it on like Disney plus Falcon and winter soldier. But I think like the way that Bucky reacts to the thing Sam says about race is like the way you should handle it. Like it's as simple yeah. as, yeah, I hear you, and I had no idea that that was a struggle, and that sucks. And now I get, it. you know, like I'm never gonna get it the way you get it, but I hear yeah. you. I hear you when you say that, and I'm gonna keep that in the back of my head when we talk about these things, right? Yeah. And you saw that in in last episode, episode five, when they're doing that weird training montage, throwing the shield at shit, and um, <laughs> like just a very random like. Tekken style like training montage, which I found to be very so odd. Weird. Um, Sam's running like, yeah. like laps around his house. And then you know what I didn't even pick up on in that his his nephews call him Uncle Sam yeah. as he's running around the house. Yeah, come on. Um, I didn't even I didn't even, it didn't even click. Anyway, um, right. but I, I think like that's that's a really interesting way that they handled that relationship. Bucky going like, yeah, shit, that sucks. You know. And yeah. not trying to do too much with it. I think that's what a lot of people fall into is trying to fix things or ask them, how can I be better? Or, you know, what do I need to do, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes you just need to listen to what sucks, right, and understand what sucks. And I think they do a, they did a good job with that throughout the show. Um, let's move to Sam, right? The titular Falcon, the new Captain America. I mean, what else is there to say, Lou? I mean, what a... Yeah. I don't know if Anthony Mackie's a good actor. I don't know. I'm not ready to I'm not ready to make a yes or no. But yeah. he plays this character really well. Yeah. I would I would agree with that. I don't think he's a good actor. Not like I'm a good actor. I did get an A in college <laughs> acting class. Same buddy. But I agree. Like he's just not he's I think the corniest person in MCU. Yes. Even when Steve Rogers is like Chris Evans is being Captain America, I still feel like like those lines are just coming out of him naturally. There's a, an awkwardness to Anthony Mackie, but yes, I also think it might play into the character because he's not comfortable with being number one. And maybe in uh, past Marvel movies, maybe. the fact of race was never uh, brought up, but maybe it was felt in the character. And now it's like fully out, like open book. We're all talking about it here. And we'll have to see how he reacts in the future, and he's when he's leading the charge of whatever the next wave of Avengers looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, man, like Thor's gonna be confused when he comes back to Earth. Yeah, Thor's like, gonna be wild. He's like, I'm back in Midgard. Where, where is this man? And he's like, y'all, new Captain America. And he's like, what? He's how, gonna be so confused. But I think he'll come into his own. I have faith. Yeah, him. I do too. How did you like the entry with the new suit? Did you think it was too quick? Did you want it to be more drawn out or did you like how they just jumped into it being like, this is what Sam fucking looks like now. Get with it. Cause we got, we got yeah. a lot of shit to get to in 60 minutes. I like, I liked it a lot. 60 minutes is very generous considering there's 10 minutes of credits. Cause they got to show you every language and all that type of and stuff. And I get but... it. Like first, let me say that I appreciate that there are a lot of people who work on these things and there's a lot of editing yeah. and there's a lot of CG. And there's a lot of stunt coordinating, et cetera, et cetera. But just don't, fucking lie to me about how long the episode is yeah i agree it's i mean it's been something we've seen on every disney oh the wandavision man that's when people really got i mean you you remember watching the first episode of wandavision you're like oh sweet we're in for like an hour-long tv show it was like 32 minutes and then like anybody's anybody who even came near the marvel studios and then their children got listed on the on the it's like come me a break yeah, when there's 15 minutes left, I always uh, scrub ahead a little bit to see, like, when the final scene yeah. is really going to hit so I can start preparing myself. But, hey, I thought this this episode I thought was actually pretty weak from a storytelling perspective. But if it was in a movie, I would have said this snippet was incredible. Because yeah, this, first, was a, this was a good act three. Yeah, the first 15 to 20 minutes of this show, I was noticeably very tense and engaged in the action the action and the the choreography of everything was incredible in the first two to three minutes you have uh as the falcon bursting through a window (laughs) some security guard is like who are you and he just gives them the most confident i'm captain america yeah like oh this is on yeah so 
I loved all that stuff. I thought the first 15 to 20 minutes was amazing. And then once the fighting stopped, you're just like, <sighs> and then it, it like it tied up some loose ends there. But the answer to your question, I was I was very comfortable with the way they introduced the suit. Um, I thought it was fine. Like the show built up to this moment and yes. it gave Sam the mantle and he took it. And that's totally fine. He saved the day and they gave it to him. Yeah, I, I, I will say how much. And I don't know if I'm just a bitch, but there was something like wildly emotional about every time Sam said that he was Captain America. I was like, yeah, yeah, man. I yeah. agree. No, He's you very are emotional. Um, yeah. So you knew how hard it was for him to, yeah. to say it. He literally stood in front of uh, a group of government officials and let the shield go. Because he, he, for his own reasons of not being able to handle it. Yeah, man. And then he finally comes. It's a story that anybody can relate to here. And it was it was incredible to watch. So I, I echo you that it was definitely emotional in times where you're like, ah, oh, man, yeah, Sam, you are Captain America. You go with this. Yeah, no, the, he, and, and I, I'm excited. A, I'm excited that the, the you know, the, the, the stinger ended with, uh, you know, Captain America and the Winter Soldier instead of Falcon. The continued, yeah. the, I mean, I, I, let me, let me ask you, Lou. Before we get to Isaiah Bradley, who I need to talk about before we we end this, because Isaiah Bradley was the best part of this entire show. Um, yeah. Tell me if there if there was a time during this episode where you thought maybe you were going to tear up a little bit, or maybe you did yeah. tear up. It, this show had they poured the effort into the action choreography. Um, the detail of Sam's uniform, which is incredible. It looks so fucking two good. Two monologues that yeah. were incredible. Sam giving the monologue to uh, the the GCU officials, the Global Repatriation Council, yep. about, and, and then it's being recorded and 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 broadcasted throughout uh, internet and on TV about. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give this part to you because I want you to do this, but uh, that part, and then when he finally goes back to see Isaiah Bradley, yeah. And his little punk of grandson Elijah just giving him shit. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> you like, know, what do you want here? And Sam's I, just like trying to like say hi. He just yeah. like fought this terrorist group, or they're not terrorists. Sorry. And then Elijah's Lewis, like, "We want did you, here." Did you even <laughs> listen to the speech, Lewis? Um, yeah, so, yeah. You you touch on the speech because I want you to have that part. But it, yeah. it, was, it was incredible. I, I want to first. I want to say how cool Eli Bradley is going to be in the Young Avengers. Like this yeah. punk ass, like, like he just got that swag to him, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, and that's cool. And I think the Avengers as a whole need that. Like this, this whole kind of MCU is dying for a little swag. So, yeah. like that'll be really cool. Um, instead of like Tom Holland preppy boy twink, uh, like <laughs> energy, um, which is nice to have, but you don't need everybody. It's fine, but when everybody's a white preppy boy twink. And in various sizes, yeah, you, you're like, you, all right, yeah. come on. You, so you need, I think what we're trying to say, and we'll explicitly say, is is that it's it's nice that it, there is an emerging emerging character of color. Yeah, who it's is nice not, to have a black kid on the damn roster. Yeah, exactly. Who is 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 acting in a role that they intend to, and not just trying to like uh like whitewash. Yes, a superhero role. If we can very good, be explicit. well put, Lewis. Well put. Um. The first thing I want to say about this speech is how fucking angry do you think Anthony Mackie was that he had to give the speech in the uniform the whole time? Yeah, he looks so <laughs> stupid. Everyone's wearing like suits and they're all uh, like these like bankers and, and senators and Anthony Mackie's wearing this dumb inflatable <laughs> white stupid costume that even like Captain America got to wear like a dark blue. Yeah. Uh, he was like Captain America. Steve Rogers, Chris Evans was never subjected to these like one like spotlight. Hey, everyone's watching, and Anthony Mackie's like, "All right, we're gonna put you in the middle of the frame. I love it. We're gonna blast all the light on you, and you're gonna look really weird in this white was, big costume." I I like. I will admit that I I was into that speech. There were times where it got a little overwrought, like a little was like a little too on the nose. Like you don't have to. Yeah. If you're saying. If you're teaching math and you're trying to show everybody that two plus two equals four, you can say, like, you know what? Three plus one is four. Five minus one is four. There's a whole bunch yeah. of different things that get us to four. But you know what also gets us to four? Two plus two. You know what you don't have to do is be like, two plus two is fucking four. That's what I'm trying to say. Hello. 
big white, you know, waving flag, two plus two is four. And everything he said was very like chop it, you know, like just, just hitting the same tree trunk over and over. But there were parts of it that were really like, like, like they were, they were real. Like they were real, you know? There were yeah. parts of See, it. I like, get where you're coming from, but I also disagree because I thought there were that like yes, he was like okay, okay, yes, yes, yes. But I also thought it was well written that yeah. I didn't mind. Yeah, like, it wasn't that's fair. like repetitive. I don't think anything. I don't think anything that he said was corny. And if we could break up the speech into the part where he's talking about uh, what it means to be black and carry the stars and stripes yes. in America, and then I think the turning point is when the senator is like, "You don't know what it's like." Um, there's people that, you know, can't go back to their houses because someone else is living there. And then that's part two of the speech, in my opinion, which like really nails it home. And you're like, that was a collective series of thoughts. That's yeah. I, I don't, I don't disagree in principle. I think the only thing that annoyed me about it was, um, I think, I thought maybe I thought it was like a, a touch too long. Okay. You know, like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. I could be very stupid. Trust me. I'm the first to tell you how dumb I am. Okay, pretty this is MCU for dummies. Yeah, that you know, dummy number one here. You don't get the number one yeah. logo. You, you know, the dummy number one name without being a pretty big fucking idiot, right? Um, so you know, maybe I thought it just went on a little too long, but the messaging okay, in it fair. was legit, right? I mean, there's no question about that. Um, yeah. And then he goes to see Isaiah Bradley, um, Isaiah Bradley, who was to me the best thing about the show, the introduction of Isaiah Bradley, the introduction of. Um, that, uh, you know, the first Captain America or the, the, the first black Captain America, um, kind of, you know, really being aggressive about the race stuff and how America treats, uh, black people. Right. I mean, just straight up. Um, yeah. especially the, even those, right. Even those who serve and even those who do everything they've got to do for the country, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought he was the best part of the show. Um, and there was a, a very long, aggressive sob when Sam took him to the museum. Yeah. I mean, I was like inconsolable. Lou. I was, I had a call in like four minutes and this episode was wrapping up and I was bawling my eyes out and everything we do at work's got to be on dumb video and they don't start no video Fridays until May. And here I am yeah. got puffy red eyes. It looked like it just, just hot box the fucking bathroom in, in, like a, in an elementary school and yeah and, and it's all because of isaiah bradley but that i mean dude that was oof you know oof yeah it was very emotional no tears from over here but i definitely you, you get that um you get that tight feeling in the chest yeah from the the speech to and then you come down a little bit and then he talks to isaiah bradley at his house and then you come down a little bit and then he goes to the museum and you, it's just like that yeah that it was a lot um all in there. I felt like it was very well done and yes. it really told the story of what it means to be uh, a character of diversity in a movie. Us, you know, thinking like, can superhero be black? Like, can Superman be black? Um, can Captain America be black? Like it's, they're just like figments of our own creation. It's almost like they're reality. not real. They yeah. have no, they have no race. So, th but this was a, an important story in that arc to say like it does carry weight when there's a person that's like appointed captain america and sam's got that great line where i, I think it was sam i don't think it was either sam or Isaac. i think it was sam he said um our people built this country yeah. we protected this country you know and i'll continue to keep doing that almost like we know that we're not being you know supported here we're not being uh protected but we had a strong role yep in you know creating this protecting this of, of what it means today and although we're not well represented i'm still going to keep going and i think that's what connected the the sam with isaiah bradley uh, in that moment and it'll be really crazy to, to interesting to see how that plays off into elijah bradley as the young patriot going forward yeah yep i i mean i don't think there's any question that that's on the way right i mean like we we know the young avengers are uh, a storyline they want to pursue. We know we've got yeah. uh, the the Lang girl. Um, I forget her name. Kathy Lang. Cassie, yeah, Cassie. Cassie Lang. Cassie Lang. We know we got Cassie. We know we got Eli Bradley. We know we've got uh, Iron Patriot, potentially, whoever that may be. Um, I, I do still see Joaquin as the Falcon, or and he's a pretty young dude, um, so he might be able to fit in. Um, we know we've got... 
Uh, oh gosh, yeah, Wanda's kids. We got Wanda's kids. There's so many options. It's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Um, yeah. Once they start start uh, really hammering that home, Lou, we're going to wrap this. Uh, but tell me what comes next for Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Is it season two or is it Captain America for the movie? And if it for either one, tell me what your plot line is. Where where are things headed? I feel like you know they're gonna. I'm, I'm pulling up the Phase Four timeline here. Yeah, we're, we're not already... gonna see these guys again in Phase Four, so we got like another two years without these two folks. Yeah, so we got uh, Black Widow coming out, which I don't think we'll get any mention of that. Loki, Shang Chi, you know, you're gonna start seeing some uh, mutant stuff. So maybe there's a mention. I mean, Captain America is going to be a very important character going forward. You just think about how many uh, movies Sam, uh, Chris Evans was in as Sam Rogers. Yeah. You think about how many movies uh, Robert Downey Jr. was in as Iron Man. I think we have our Anthony Mackie character who's going to be in, in many movies going forward. So that makes sense. You don't see a big blockbuster that's going to combine a lot of people in Phase 4. So maybe yeah. Phase 5 does kick off with... You know, I still think the MCU has a ton of, of villains that they could pull back into the picture. I mean, have we ever even dealt with Ronan the Conqueror yet? He's still at large, right? Oh, is he? Or did he? Maybe he got blipped away. I mean, we'll have to reintroduce a lot of the villains to because fi- like who survived the blip to see what we're still working with. But that's my opinion. Maybe he appears in like one of the movies. Yeah. Maybe he appears in Black Panther 2. As like a thank you. Yeah. Hey, thanks for giving me this. Possible. Really Possible. Cool, like. Uh, suit and wings so maybe something like that happens i don't know what happens with winter soldier i think he's just like um like one of those guys who comes back to the the high school and everyone loves him and like ah bucky, bucky barnes is back literally but, you know, everybody finds love him. i hope you find some ca- i hope you find someone to settle down with because my man needs it <laughs> he does i don't know if he needs to settle down though if i could be totally frank with you i think uh yeah you know he's i think he's explore. I mean, which is wild because he's 115 years old or however the damn hell old he is. Um, yeah. What do you yeah, think? I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you. I think that there's going to be a little bit of – I don't know. I think there's going to be like a little slowness right now in, 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 in the way the MCU moves forward. I don't, I don't know how many times I've said this before, and I apologize for how many times I will say it in the future, but I am so – fucking ready for loki that like that show is the thing that i i play that trailer instead of going to pornhub like that's where i'm at with that show i cannot wait do you watch the loki trailer instead of uh, pornhub because of owen wilson or just (laughs) the idea of loki as a as a show wow <laughs> uh, both. Yeah, that would be a good one. Everyone yep. loves Loki. I think he's a strong actor that kind of came out of nowhere. And I think and it's going to tie so many things together, man. It will be really cool. Yeah. The way, so the I, way I, that yeah, they're, guess, I, the way that they're. Well, what they're, about Black they're, Widow? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that movie's going to do for me now. Like, I need to see it. Like, I want to see it. It's been a year and a half. I think we got some strong ones coming up. We got. I think Black Widow is going to be like. A very well done movie, in my opinion. I mean, it freaking better be. They've had, uh, you know, an extra eighteen months to, you know, re-edit and refinish things that maybe weren't as perfect as they wanted them. So it should look as good as anything ever anybody's ever put out. But and here's the thing: it, it's I think it's going to be a good movie. It just it won't have Brie Larson in it, so therefore it'll probably get fifteen extra points on Rotten Tomato. <laughs> um, but we have a lot of things coming out this year. At some point, maybe we get Hawkeye. Some point, we get uh, Thor: yeah, Love and Thunder, which I saw Russell Crowe is being casted as. Oh yeah, he, no, the, the Phase Four is a guy. great single lineup. The singles in Phase Four me. are going to be a lot of fun. I don't know where they're headed with the the team up movies i mean those are the money makers right that's where you get everybody in the movie theaters those are the 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 universally loved films right so they're gonna have to get there. young avengers thunderbolts etc etc we know all that a secret invasion the nick fury show um like all that shit is gonna be awesome and i cannot wait um but first things first we got through uh wandavision we got through uh falcon winter soldier last thought lou before we send the people home for the weekend if you had to, re- if somebody put a put a falcon wing to your throat 
and said, watch or be decapitated by this, by this metal wing. Which one are you rewatching? WandaVision or Falcon Winter Soldier? Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Because if you're oh. a big MCU fan, I, th- I think it, it might be more enjoyable altogether, in my opinion, like watching it at once. And I think if you're an MCU fan, this is more up your alley. WandaVision was, uh, I don't know. There was just more like mental side to it. There I, yeah, wasn't I, have, action. I have never been more sad than when I saw a tweet um, with uh, uh, Ant-Man sitting with his family and Black Panther standing with his family and uh, I don't know who else. I don't know who the third picture was, but like another hero sitting with their family after they had beaten Thanos. And then the fourth photograph was Wanda kneeling in the middle of her empty, unbuilt, foundationless yeah. home, crying her eyeballs out. I I have never been the same since I saw that picture. Um, but yeah, man, you. I think I liked WandaVision better, but I think if I was forced to rewatch one, I would watch Falcon Winter uh, Falcon Winter Soldier just because I think it might have been more fun. Yeah, that's what I was kind of trying to get at. Like, it's just more fun for people who like superhero movies. Yeah, WandaVision was I think more of like story, like where is this going? But yeah. it was also intended to be the second one, so I think that's right. And that's I think once you know kind of how WandaVision ends, like you don't have to watch it again. You know, like Falcon yeah. Winter Soldier, you can watch those fight scenes 15 more times and you pick up on a different piece of choreography or you pick up on a different, you know, a different yeah. punch that landed or a different kick. That was really cool. Um, but with sure. WandaVision, you'll just be even sadder. So, yeah. And then you'll be, then after you're done with WandaVision, you can be on Google on Reddit, trying to argue the ship of Theseus to everybody. Like, you know, like some sort of crazy person. So like, hear me out. Hear me out. Wait, hold on. <laughs> let, let, let me start over. Okay. So it's the ship. Lou, what is, yeah, that's crazy. what is cheese? If not milk hardening? That's a good point. Thank you. Um, good point. And I could be vision. There I go. Um, all right, exactly. folks, that is Falcon and winter soldier. We are excited to have seen it with you. Um, we are going to be back next week. Um, our regularly scheduled programming continues. Uh, we are through the first four chronological movies in the MCU for dummies. Uh, that is Captain America, First Avenger. That is Captain Marvel with Brie Larson. That is Iron Man and Iron Man Two. Uh, and then starting next week, I think we're going to do some recaps. We're going to have some. We're going to have some fun before we head into our next uh, couple of movies. So so stay tuned, and then we'll we'll probably. Do things like this as Loki starts to roll out. We got Black Widow coming out in a couple months. Loki's out in six weeks, I believe. Um, so you got some time off. Take a breath. Decompress. Watch Looks Mighty Ducks. You know, uh, you know. Uh, turn off Disney Plus for a minute. Turn it off. Yeah. You don't need it right now, right? If you are, if you are anything like me, I unsubscribed from Disney Plus last year when there was no Marvel content coming out. I had seen all the movies and I didn't have to see anything until WandaVision came out in February. Yeah. And then I, and then I resubscribed. Bucks. So save yourself 12 bucks. You can get all your MCU right here on MCU for dummies. That's on the corner booth network. Okay. Follow our, follow our channel on YouTube. We're getting everything set up for the iTunes. It's coming on Apple podcasts. I promise. But right now MCU for dummies is on Spotify. It will be on Apple uh, on uh, Apple Podcast soon. Uh, all the other wonderful shows on on this network, Corner Booth, every Wednesday. I think it comes out every Thursday. You got your Mets exchange, ding ding. Those New York Mets, I believe, won tonight. Um, so Rob struck out everyone. Yeah, shocking. Um, so just hang in there, take a breath, come back with us next week for more MCU for Dummies. Lou, any any parting words for for the dummies who listen along? No, I just got to say Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra, baby. Rock and roll. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everyone.